Dear Church, it's Matthew and Jordan, and today's topic is about un- being uncomfortable. Uh, so we're going to be talking about the disadvantages of living a comfortable life, and we're going be- to talk about the advantages and the results of living an uncomfortable life. And so let's kind of explain, let's kind of explain generally what that, what that means to be uncomfortable. So, to me, being uncomfortable is um, pain, uh, not being able to sit still or um, not standing still, constantly moving, um, just a, a constant state of not being sleepy, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Um, you're always just... You're on the move, right? Yeah, I would say it would. Uh, it kind of ties hand in hand with being proactive, because you can't be comfortable and active at the same time. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna be talking about um, being comfortable at church and how why that is bad. Uh, so you mean being comfortable in church? You said uncomfortable. Right? Oh yeah, being comfortable at church. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we just as a disclaimer before we are, uh, again, we're just having a conversation about this and, um, we're not pointing fingers at anybody, you know, if it's for anybody, it's for the both of us. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're just hoping that it reaches out to everyone else, but two, we're not saying that comfort is a bad thing because yeah you 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 have to be comfortable being yourself you have to be comfortable walking in your your, you know right you don't want to go to church and be like oh this place is uncomfortable you want to they want you want to have a spirit of peace and a spirit of joy we're not saying that comfort is bad per se we'll explain a little bit more so you understand the more this goes on i just i just wanted to put a disclaimer out there because people are like well well, God gives you comfort. Yes, we're talking about a whole total different side of comfort. So the first step of explaining this process is um, uncomfortable. Being comfortable leads to being content. And why is this bad? Um, so I feel like, and today we're just, we're coming to church and we're just not, moving I think that we're coming into church and we're like all right let me get in my spot I have to have the same spot every time and nobody better be sitting there when I get there because we'll throw hands right (laughs) yeah don't sit I've I've had people yell at me for sitting in their spot before in church (laughs) um and we're just coming in we're sitting in our spot we go to the same exact spot every time. We don't move when there's something exciting being said, or mm-hmm. or uh, we don't move when there's an altar call. Right, right, right. Um, I say that politely. <laughs> I say that with love. Um, I just feel that being comfortable coming in and and not just in church, but 
just in our walks with Christ, we we begin to, to get too comfortable, right? Right. And then when we get too comfortable, we get what's called tunnel vision. Okay. So have you ever, like, been driving your car down the road, blah, 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 and you're like, holy cow, how did I get home? Yes. I, yeah, whole, the whole thought you were in a car ride. I'm like, yeah. where am I? <laughs> like, I drive 40 minutes to work, and there's a couple of times where I'm like, wow, I'm already home? Mm-hmm. Like it's and when you have tunnel vision, you only see what's in front of you and not beside you, and that's because you just get comfortable with your ride, right? And like you, you don't even know what's happening. Yeah, you you're turning a le- you're taking a left because that's what you do every time, right? And back to the church, like we can be sitting in our pew, you know, when the preacher says something loud, oh oh, he says something loud, time to clap my hands, time to clap my hands, right? Well, we, we talked about that this morning. We did. We did. in ministers class. Uh huh. So, and like, and tunnel vision's a perfect example to use. Um, tunnel vision's not good. Because you're not paying attention you're to not your aware. surroundings. You're not, not aware. aware. Right. Like, tunnel vision, while driving, um, I think, personal opinion, um, is quite dangerous. For sure. You know, and it's going to... It could potentially end you into like an accident or hurt. Right. Or if there's a detour or a sign on the road, like you're so, yeah, you're so used to the yeah. A word I can say is routine. Routine. You're you're so used to taking a left here and you know about the church thing. So like I feel like if we start getting out of our routines and church and our prayer life with God, then that's when God can actually start Ooh. moving. Cause yeah. we, 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 we experience a, we experience move of God regardless, even if we are a routine, but if, if for more, for more powerful, for more frequent or move, supernatural for supernatural move, I feel like we have to get a little uncomfortable, switch up the routine yeah. instead of praying five minutes, let's pray longer. Instead of sitting here and clapping here, let, let's, let's start getting uncomfortable, start paying attention and being, being aware. Yeah. So I wake up every morning and I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. My morning routine. Yeah. First thing I do when I wake up in the morning is I use the restroom and I get into the shower. Right. If I don't do it in order, it legit throws my whole day off. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel weird for the rest of the day. And in our, in the church and, and in life, I think that we're getting too um, dependent on our routines. Mm-hmm. Church isn't supposed to be a routine. It's not supposed to be a pattern. No. It's not. Our walks with Christ is not supposed to be a routine. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, I'm trying to think of the words you use, but. I would say, okay, religious. If you can have religious prayer, but then it just, once you start following the routine, the religion, then it's just you're doing it just because. Because tradition. Tradition. Yeah. Yeah. If we if we start seeking God and going to church, actually wanting something instead of just going there because it's it's Sunday morning at ten o'clock, then that is when God can move. When right. you are uncomfortable and when you are woke, paying attention. Stay woke, fam. Stay woke, fam. Hashtag. Hashtag. Blessed. <laughs> <laughs> That's when God can move. Yeah, yeah, I I agree a hundred percent. Like, 
I think that's why, like, the wintertime for me is so bad. Mm-hmm. Wintertime. Come home. I want to get in a comfy sweater, comfy pajama pants after work. Slip- get up underneath a blanket. Slippers. Oh, slippers. Hot, hot chocolate. Ooh. Come on now. And put on a nice TV show on Netflix and just binge watch it. Right? Right. That's a... Hey. We should end this podcast. I'm about to go <laughs> take a nap. Listen, now, and it co- and, and 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 the wintertime does that to people, uh-huh. and I think that's why depression spikes there in the winter, because there's like no sunlight, you're stuck in the house all the time, and it's it's depression's bad there in the winter. Right. You don't get out and hang out with your friends. You may be scared to get out on the road and drive because the roads are icy or whatnot and so what do we do instead we come home we get comfortable we get comfortable and depression Ooh. Ooh. and I, and again i'm not saying that there's nothing wrong with that that's cool i'm just using it as an example but of course doing that every day watching yeah. what coming home and being comfortable for the rest of your day just because you had a long day at work is no excuse you need to seek god you need to not yes. spend too much time watching this but Seeking God, that's what we're called to do. Seek, yeah. Read his word, have a conversation with Listen, him. Listen, Jesus didn't say, pick up some, pick up your cross and just sit down. Mm-hmm. He didn't say just pick it up. He said, pick up your cross and follow me. Right. Follow me is an action. It's a verb. It's movement. Proactive. It's active. It's movement. active. And if if we aren't active, we aren't actively moving in our spiritual lives. We're going to begin to get lazy, mm-hmm. stagnant, mm-hmm. which are all things we're going to talk about. A scripture for laziness. I looked up uh, Proverbs ten four, the book of wisdom. It says, "Lazy hands make for poverty." But diligent hands bring wealth. And looking at this from a spiritual standpoint, if we're lazy, um, we're nothing, nothing. There will be nothing that comes from that. But once we yeah. start working, once we start doing intentional work, that's when we can bring wealth to our spirit. Right. And another point, we didn't write this down, but when you go, you go to the gym. Lazy, you have to be. You have to put your body under uh, under uncomfortable circumstances. You have right. to have pain. You have to, you know, move, be active. Right. So when you're working out and you're and you feel your muscle, your muscles are hurting, right? Right. Um. But uh, you're you're working out and your muscles are right. They're 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 they hurt. Why? It's because they're tearing. Right. Yeah. You're tearing your muscles, but. From the tear, from the pain, it's gonna come strength. From the uncomfortable, com- yeah, com- it's gonna, it's, the-, it's, it's the strength's gonna come, form's gonna come. It's gonna start actually looking like a muscle, and you're you're gonna get stronger. Mm-hmm. And if we don't work out, and if we do work out, but it's not causing discomfort, there's no result. You're not. It's not working. You're, if not, you're not working on the pain. You, you you can work for ten years. You can work out for ten years and still be the same shape if you're not getting uncomfortable or discomfort. Right. Pro, pro proactiveness 
and and results come from being uncomfortable, not from being lazy and comfortable. Yeah. And that's why I feel like this is a great topic to talk yeah. about. So here's another thing. We go to work every morning. Right? Yeah. We go to work every morning. Or school, yeah. Or school. And in order to get a paycheck, you actually have to do the work. Right? So in school, if you if you just go to school to go to school and I don't put, put homework. Don't put no effort in the work, you're gonna fail. Yep. There goes the GPA. Right? If you go to, if you go to work and say you work in sales, you're not selling anything, you're not making a paycheck. And then you're gonna get fired. Right. I can preach. The Bible says, um, I am the vine, you're the branches. For the for the branches that don't bear fruit, he will cut off. Cut off, exactly. Wow. And you have to work for your paycheck. Mm-hmm. And you can't say like, well, I don't like going to church because there's too many rules. You go to work every day, don't you? Uh-huh. You follow the rules every day, don't you? Uh-huh. You can't, what happens if you take an hour lunch break? You can't take an hour lunch break unless it's part of your day. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But you have to, you have to wear a uniform to work. Do you complain there? Oh, I don't want to go to church. Uh, I, I have to dress up for church. You have to dress up for work. When I when I sold shoes, I have to wear I had to wear a button up shirt and a tie every day I worked when I sold shoes. Yeah, I didn't complain about it. It's, it's because it was part of my job. Which I'm not saying you have to dress up for church. I'm just not. Yeah. I'm 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 aiming for some excuses that people give for not going to church. Right. And you have to work to get a paycheck. And you have. If to we want revival. We have to put in the work. We gotta put in the work. It starts with us. Starts with it starts with people like me and you who have yeah. ideas and not yeah. just talk about the ideas but share the ideas. Right. You need a you need a blessing. Tell somebody. Tell somebody. Pray request. Pray request. Like, like, you know, and you need a healing. Move on it. Mm-hmm. Starts with you. Mm-hmm. You need a revival in your family. Your whole family's backslidden. Don't like going to church anymore. Start putting in the forty Start. hours. Put in the work. Get the paycheck. Get the paycheck. It, it's simple, you know. Cause and effect. We learned yeah. that once we were a kid. We we reach in the cookie jar, we get slapped, you know. Right. We eat all our vegetables, then we get a cookie. Right. We will be rewarded for our good works, and that's right. what even the Bible says. That he's in Matthew eleven twenty eight. Jesus says, "Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest." Amen. But first, you have to come unto Him. Right. Yeah, God knows what you're going through. But unless you go to God uncomfortably, mm-hmm. it, you know, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we have to be um, uncomfortable. We have to come to Him. We have to move. Speaking of move, that can bring us into what happens if we don't move. What happens if we're stagnant? Stagnant. You you preached. I think you preached about a lake and what happens to it if uh, there's no movement. It gets covered with. I think it was either me or Sister Cooper. Sister Cooper. Well, when when a lake, if a, if a body of water has no fresh water moving into it, 
then it uh, ultimately becomes like a swamp. There's a layer of mold that goes on, or mildew that goes on top of yeah. it, and the water becomes bad. And it stinks. And it stinks. It's and unhealthy. It's, it's no good to drink. It's no good for nothing. Yeah, you drink from that, you're going to get essentially going to be like poison. You're your going to get the coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the important so with that if we if we have stuff coming in if we have the living water coming in and, yeah and our daily dose of god through prayers through right reading you, you word. said you said a key word right there living water mm-hmm. it's not dead water right it's not stagnant water because it's moving it's moving it's and living. you don't move if you're comfortable you just end up you're in you're you're, you're wrapped up in a burrito on the couch oh speaking of i kind of want to get that burrito blanket that's pretty cool. Oh, that is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Throw some lettuce on there. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's so true, Jordan, because listen, I can't sleep when I'm uncomfortable. Right. I can't I can't get good rest if I'm uncomfortable. Right? The only way I can sleep, the only way I can go to bed is when I'm comfortable. Yeah, I gotta have my lamp on, the fan on, setting three high, I, two blankets, you listen, know? I gotta be super comfortable. Right. So, you, I gotta be comfortable to go to sleep. I can't have the light on. Like, think about it. Uh-huh. In a spiritual sense. Okay. Okay? You're only asleep when you're comfortable in the dark. No light. No light. So let's break it. Let's break that down, in case the people are missing the point. <laughs> if you don't have God, the light in your life, you are gonna be sleeping, and sleeping means you are not, as we said earlier, woke. Right. And and why is it important to be woke? Why is it important to be? Why is it? Why is it so bad to go to sleep? Why do you think? You're gonna miss out on eternal life. Yeah. Wow. You're going to miss out on joy, unspeakable. Uh-huh. You're going to miss out on blessings. You're going to miss out on seeing revival come to the, 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 the poverty, drug-ridden cities. Right. You're going to miss out on seeing streets of gold. Like, we got we to gotta get so uncomfortable right now that we're not willing to stand still. We cannot, we cannot lay down. We have to, like... We have to go reach souls. We have to go pray. We have to go tell everyone. Like, we this is not a time to be. God did not call us to be comfortable. Right. Amen. Come on. Listen, and if we're, and if we're doing stuff right, and if we're constantly moving, we're not going to become stagnant. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get mold. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be stinky. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Come on. The Bible says, uh, I even even read this last week, but it applies to this week. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder to them who diligently seek them. Right. So if we diligently seek him, the only way to be diligent is to be persistent. Right. And not not necessarily religious, but uncomfortable. Right. So he he will reward you. Yeah, James 4, 8. Draw nigh to God. And he will draw nigh to you. Draw close to God. And he will draw close to you. So we can wonder why 
we we aren't getting blessed. We can wonder why we might have a certain problems, stress, depression, uh, addiction. Why? I'm not going to tell you the answer, but just check your prayer life. Check your walk with God. Like... Are you being? Are you living an uncomfortable walk with God, right. or are you just living a comfortable, are worldly you, life? Are you pursuing a way to get away from depression? Are you pursuing a way to get away from drugs? Are you pursuing a way to get away from worldly things? Are you just, or are you just being comfortable with where you are at? Because mm-hmm. once you get comfortable where you're at, you're not going to worry about anything else. Dangerous. You're not gonna worry about your surroundings. You're not gonna. You're not gonna worry about what's going on in your life. And guess what's gonna happen? You're gonna go to sleep. And with drugs, you know, some people uh, they get that first high, and then they seek after and they seek after it, and they are not comfortable until they get that next high. So what do they do? They they sell everything they have, all their money on the, on their paycheck. They diligently seek yeah. that next high. Why? Right. Because it's what they desire. Right. They live an uncomfortable walk just to get that next Drug, high. Yeah. So the thing about being an addict um, is sometimes you get so used to that high, mm-hmm. that first time high. You're never gonna be able to get that high, that first time you ever felt that high and you and you fell in love with it. So being an addict, you're always chasing that first time. It's never, nothing's ever going to replace that. So you're constantly chasing that first time, that first feeling, that first love. That will never come. It will never come. It's, you're never, you're never ever going to be able to replace that. The only replacement in that life, the only replacement for, for things that you're trying to chase after is Jesus. Amen. Because he says... Um, again, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain the mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And you can even use your testimony for that. Yeah. I chased that drunk. I chased it. I chased feeling that way. Mm-hmm. I chased it and I can never find it. I chased for the, the, the drugs and the alcohol to numb me. I can never find a numbness that will last long enough until until I met Jesus. And being someone who's never done that kind of stuff and growing up in high school where that is such the thing to do, uh, I thank God for that first and foremost. But um, not having experienced that, um, what they always say you're always chasing that first high. But in your walk with God, it is, it is the total opposite. Once you experience... Right. The first time you get the Holy Ghost, your first time, you know, being in church and stuff. Every time you you grow, you grow. Yeah. And, and and with the worldly stuff, you you seek after that first time, but in church you go deeper and deeper, deeper and, deeper, and deeper, deeper instead right. of being more used to it, more used to it, more used to it. Right. So I say, the more deeper, the more time you spend in prayer, seeking God, and seriousness you get with God, the more great things will come to your life, the more great you will feel, and the more blessed you will be. Right. And and in James one twenty two, it says, "But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves." Mm-hmm. You can come to church and hear all you want, but unless you're doing something, you're deceiving yourself. And let me take that a step further. You can you can even pray an altar call at that same service, 
Lord, I want this. But if you're not, if you're not doing it, if if that's right. not your heart, right? Then that your heart will get what you reap. You'll sow. You can't just pray one time and expect mountains to move. Right. You have to have you a keep walk. Going. You have to have a walk with God. It says, pray without ceasing. Mm-hmm. If you're ceasing in your walk with God, you need to check yourself. Right. Even me. Uh, even yeah. us weekly. Yeah. Like, there's. There's times where days are a weekend where I go and not read the Bible and are, and like I feel like wow what what was I doing for 72 hours and right. instead of praying I couldn't pray 5 minutes this whole right. weekend I couldn't read one chapter yeah maybe I read a daily verse but it's all about seeking God so here's another thing too that just popped in my head we get used to the pain. Right? We get used to the pain. We get used to being poor. Mm-hmm. We get used to being high. We being get, sick all the time. We get used to being sick all the time. And then and then when we get used to it, we forget about it. We're just, we just, we kind of accept it. We accept it. Right? Don't accept it. Don't get used to it. Right. You're not meant to be in pain. You're not meant to deal with depression all the time. You're not meant to... To just... Be in, be in that state. Mm-hmm. Do something about it. Two examples. One, blind Bartimaeus. When he was living with his condition his whole life, he was blind for his whole life, and he knew Jesus was there... He cried. He yelled out. No one could tell him to be quiet. He yelled out. So if you're if you're just in this routine of something, this could be your this could be the sign. Call out to God. Call out to a brother in Christ. Call out to me or Matt. We we can help you through this. You have to. You can't be so comfortable in your position of uh, hurtness. You have to get. Un- you have to want to move. Get uncomfortable. Do not stay in your situation if it's right. a toxic situation. Right. And essentially, if you stay in that, like I said, you're just gonna don't die in pain. God is a rewarder for those who diligently seek Him. Right. Hebrews eleven. Diligently, diligently, don't stop. Just because you may have gotten your feelings hurt, don't stop. Because if your faith is in man, your 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 faith is in the wrong place. Put your faith in Jesus. And watch. And just watch. Just watch what happens. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Because it says, be ye doers of the word. Not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. If you're just going to church and you're just, you're, you're hearing the word of God. You're just hearing. That's all you're doing. You're not acting. You're not You're not doing. You're not following. You're not anything. You're deceiving yourself. You're leading you and your family the wrong way. And and people who look on you, they're like, you go to church all the time. Mm-hmm. But, but they don't know that they're not seeking God. So they're right. like, God doesn't. That could, be, that could be a turnoff for people who they want to witness to. Yeah. Like, you're not. You say your God is all powerful, but why don't I see? Why do I saw all these bad things in your life? 
And you can be you can be a good person like Job, and bad things can still happen, but it's only for a season. But what did Job do? He prayed for he prayed for his friends. What did Job do though when he got every? The, oh, the very, what did he do? He ran his head. He said he prayed. He said the Lord give and the Lord, Lord take away. away. He fell on his face and worshipped. Mm-hmm. That says a lot about character. <laughs> He fell on his face in worship in the midst of everything he happened to him. He had House, everything taken from him. destroyed. Cattles got robbed. His All children his kids. died. Well, and, and we we stub our toe, and we start cursing God. Right. We're like how how that can your reaction to adversity can really tell how yeah. your walk with God is. So like when we get so used to everything and I think that we, and we see and we're just being still, we're being comfortable and we're watching everybody else get these blessings. Man, I really want that blessing. Man, he got a new job. I wish I could get a new job. Mm-hmm. Oh man, they just had a kid. I wish me and my kid could have a kid or me and my wife could have a kid. Right. We start we start envying all these other people getting blessings. And then when, within the envy, we start creating a spirit of bitterness. Mm-hmm. And when we create this spirit of bitterness, it takes over our body. And when it takes over our body, we just become bitter. We become angry. We become mad. And then more depression is going to set in. And it's, it's just going to sit there and it's going to be on top of us. Why? Why? Because we're too comfortable to move. Also... Dude, exactly to go what you you said. You said we see this, we see other people get this, we see that. That a form where you see all this stuff can be social media. And let me just talk about this for a quick second. So let's <laughs> say you're just comfortable, you know, chilling on social media, however long a day, too long a day, and you're saying, oh, this person got blessed. Oh, this person got blessed. Oh, this person got blessed. I wonder if the person who said they got blessed is on Facebook or on Instagram as much as you are looking at everyone get blessed. Instead of looking at all these other people get blessed, see God and get a blessing for yourself. Self, right. Amen. And not just to post. Right. Because posting should not be to boast yourself, but it should look look what God did for me. Yeah. And God God can't do anything for you unless right. you seek him. So to go off of that we can go into scripture and, and a lot of people say, Well I'm waiting. Well, I'm waiting. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for God to do this. Yeah. Or I'm waiting for God to do the, that. Or, and I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Yeah, Scripture says um, in Isaiah 40, 31, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. And this scripture, and, and when Jesus and God is telling us to wait, he's not meaning just to sit still and wait for him. Mm-hmm. We still have to seek the face of God when we're waiting for him to give us a blessing. Right. Because if we're not moving again, he's just going to pass on by. You still got to knock at the door. Still got to seek. You still got to seek. You still got to ask. Amen. You still got to worship. I think worship and praise is is a key to a lot of things that's going on in the church because because we're again we're getting too comfortable. 
We're sitting on our pews. Sitting in the pews and being... Uh, man, what am I going to have for lunch today? Why are you clapping your hands? Why? Oh, man. I want some fried chicken. While the preacher's preaching. Oh, man. I'm going to go to Old Country Buffet. During altar call. Ooh. Come on. Mm, Potterosa. Bring it to me, Jesus. I got a $5 coupon for a, a Whopper in my car. We're getting to used to it. It's becoming too routine for us. I think we, as a generation of young apostolic people, we need to break the bad habits and start good ones. Let's do it. As as young men, me being 30, you being almost 18, we need to step out and get uncomfortable. Because I'll admit, I've, I've been a little too comfortable lately. Yeah, ever since we, we, we had a month of, you know, consecration. Yeah. And since March 1st hit, you know, when I when that fast broke, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I fell off because I didn't. But, you know, right. I have been a little, maybe I should get back to that uh, prayer and consecration. Right. More. more it should never be a month. Just a month. No. It should be an everyday thing. It should. It should be a lifestyle, a daily walk. Yeah, I agree. Not agree. saying that you have to fast every single day. No. But it should be. Bless your heart. Thing. Bless your heart if you do. Right. When before we get to the next thing, um, you said waiting on God. One thing I want to put with that is while you're waiting, wait. Prepare. I would say prepare, because if God has promised you a blessing and you're just sitting there. You got to prepare for the blessing. Listen, listen, okay? Right, okay. Listen, okay. Isaac. Isaac. Isaac and Abraham. Mm-hmm. What did Abraham have to do first before he put his sacrifice on a thing? He prepared an altar for the Lord. Mm-hmm. You got to prepare a place for the Lord to work. So <laughs> so if God, if God promised you something or you ask God for something, but there's no altar at your house, there's no prayer room, how how do you expect anything to come if there's no altar? And you don't need to just have an altar, but you need to have a, uh, n- not a physical, but maybe, you know. Yeah, a place, special place. A special place, yes. A special time of the day. Yeah. You need, you need to have an altar to pray to God to. I will be honest. Some of the best worship services I've ever had have been in my car. Amen. There was literally, I'm not lying, this was not tunnel vision either. I was on my way to work one day and literally had a Holy Ghost filled worship service in my car and I don't even know how I got to work. Wow. Well, I've, I've had, I've had, <laughs> maybe not to the full extent, but I've had similar experiences for sure. You know, and it's just, you gotta have that special place, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but too, you know, we gotta stop and think that sometimes we may get a little too comfortable praying for ourselves. Right. We got to pray for others as well. Right. We got to pray for our cities. We got to pray for our schools. We got to pray for our workplaces. You just got a new job. Yeah. You yeah. just got a new job. Congratulations. You're going to be flipping burgers. Flipping burgers and slinging milkshakes at Culver's, okay? Mm-hmm. Pray for your workplace. Pray for the customers. I'll pray for the I'll customers. Pray over their food for them, man. Listen, before you walk into that place, you should have you should be glowing in that place. You may look like everybody else, but you shouldn't look like everybody else. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I know exactly. You should have this 
bright and shining light. A Joseph spirit. I would yeah. Say. And people should be able to tell that you're different from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you're moving. You're you're going to go in there uncomfortable. You're not going to go in there comfortable just being you. Damian Lillard, Damian, a basketball player, said, mm-hmm. he said, you have to work out. And he was talking about, you know, exercise. You have to work out in front of no one. So the results can be shown in front of everyone. So if you want to see, you know, movements of God for in front in, in front of everyone in front of the, in your church, you need to go behind closed doors, right? And you need to start praying if right. you want to see. You have to do the work in front of no one, so that everyone can experience. Right. So, you know, there's gonna come days, right? That. We're like, man, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? We're always asking ourselves, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? And and the story in Matthew 14 of of Jesus feeding the multitudes, right? And 14, 17, 19, it says, And they say unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fishes. That can barely feed me, okay? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That can feed me like... <laughs> But you eat like a bird. Um, but honestly, let's. <laughs> I had to put that in there. All right. But they had f- five lo- five loaves and two fishes, and he said, "Bring them hither to me." But God, I can't do that. I have depression. I have anxiety. I'm too young. I I I I I don't know scripture that well. And we get in our own heads like God. Look look at this little bit I have. Look at this little bit I have. He I don't says, have that much. He says, and he says, bring them hither to me. Amen. But God, I'm not, fr- I'm not from a church family. I'm the only one who's in church in my family. Bring them to me. I have depression. I have anxiety. There's so much wrong with me. I can't, I can't do this. I can't, right. I can't do good works. Bring it to me. And then he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes and looked upon heaven. He blessed and break and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. He gave them so much. Okay, there was... Let me flip to it here. There was, I think there was 5,000. 5,000. And plus, plus. Plus. Women and children. And just saying, you know, kids, they could have more than one children. Right. Back in the day, they used to have multiple, multiple, multiple children. Multiple children. He blessed and fed all of them. And still... they were full. Until they were full. And they still had a bunch left over. First magic trick. Overflowing. (laughs) If we want an overflowing ministry, if we want an overflowing into our family, if we want an overflowing into our schools and into our workplaces and, and into our youth rooms... We have to give our little bit. Bring them hither to me. Take whatever we have and give it to Jesus. Even though it may be uncomfortable. It may be out of your comfort zone. Right. There should be no comfort zone in your walks with Christ. Amen. Let me put this let me put this perspective on it. We can we can realize and see that we are not amazing. We can be like, I have no way I can reach this many people. No way I can preach this word, God. I have I have problems. And then so we go home and get comfortable. But if we give our little bit to God, then that's when he can bless us. We cannot do this on our own. We cannot do Not life. At all. We cannot do 
I can <laughs> I can't go a week without talking to God because my my walk my daily is just so bad you know school and everything so if we give our little bit to God that's when we he'll bless the multitude that's when he can use you right. for he can use your little bit and he can do so much more with it listen even when we're in our comfort zone and we're in our in our ships and there's a storm going on around us God may be calling out to us but we're on the ship and and we don't want to move because well the waters are too wavy and and it's too scary out there see you know and Peter got called out onto the water during a storm Right, and he says that for comfort zone. Right, and they're on the ship, and in fourteen twenty seven, in Matthew fourteen twenty seven, but straightway Jesus spake un, unto them, saying, "Be of good cheer; it is I. Be not afraid." And Peter Peter answered him and said, "Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come to thee on the water." And Jesus said, "Come." And then when Peter came, he came out of the ship and he stepped out on the water. He, he, he went to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, when it was windy and it was picking up and there was waves around him, he was afraid and he began to sink. And he cried saying, Lord, save me. He, he fell in the water because he took his eyes off of Jesus. If you're stepping out of your comfort zone today, and, and if you're stepping into an uncomfortable life, keep, keep your, your eye, eye on Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Or else, you will sink. We can't do this alone. Can't. I can't do this alone. I can't do this alone. I can't do this with you, Jordan. No. I mean, we can do this. We can do this. But. Referring to the podcast, of course. Right. Life. But without. But without. Without the Bible, without, you know, God's Spirit guiding us, yeah, this is just us rambling around about problems. Right. Well, that was good. No, I think this is the best one, yeah. So, <laughs> please, join, join us in an uncomfortable life. And see the results. Dear Church... Love us.